0: What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. I have a really good show coming for you guys today. It's a really important topic. I'm going to be discussing um, the importance of letting go of anger and resentment in recovery. Because I'll tell you one thing, man anger and resentment are the two biggest um, contributors to relapse. You know, people people end up going back out, drinking or getting high. Anger and resentment are really some of the two biggest reasons why people end up doing that, you know. And um, I'm going to discuss a lot about how we can deal with our resentment and why it's so important to let it go. Because, listen, life happens for everybody, right? We all have our own journey. We all have things happen in our past that we obviously – might not be happy about whether we contribute to it or not uh, really doesn't matter. But really, a part of the message I'm going to convey to you is a big part of it is um, we cannot afford anger and resentment. It's really just that simple. You know, some people have more trauma than others. Some people definitely need to work through it harder than others. Um, (laughs) I will speak from my own perspective, obviously, and my own experience with this. And man, did I struggle with, with anger and resentment. I can remember, I mean, as early as early as I can remember, as a young kid, I was just, I had serious anger problems. You know what I mean? I had, I had deep-seated uh, resentment. And I think for a long time, I didn't know why. I don't, I really didn't understand the root of it. And Um, obviously I worked through these things into my recovery, um, and and got to the bottom of it, but it takes work, man. And it's not easy and it ain't pretty, you know what I'm saying? But, but the idea here is that resentment has no purpose for us, even if it's justified. And that is the most difficult part that people really, really struggle with is the truth of the matter is a lot of people are freaking pissed. And, uh, and have a lot of justified resentment, right? Um, sometimes shitty things happen. There's no doubt about it. And sometimes we feel like we have a good enough reason to hold these grudges against people. The problem is, is we can't afford it. We cannot grow as people, as individuals. You cannot grow and still have hate in your heart at the same time, you know? Um, especially us in recovery. Now, the word resentment, it's very interesting. The word resentment, uh, it's actually, it's a French word. um, And the meaning is resentir. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it the right way, but resentir. And that means to refill. It's basically when we play something over and over again, and we feel it each and every time. So whatever ends up happening to us, it could be a one time event. And depending on how traumatic it is to the individual, the problem with that one time is you feel it over and over and over again. And something may happen once, but you end up feeling it a million times. And that my friends is being a slave to your mind. That is not where freedom uh, That that's that's not where freedom lies. You know what I'm saying? And a big thing in recovery, the, the biggest gift that I ever received was having the freedom of my, you know, peace of mind and being free from my own um, thoughts, right, that I was trapped in. A big part of that was was letting go of certain anger and resentments, like no doubt about it that, you know, you're, you're going to be hard pressed to stay sober. I'm just telling you this right now if you can't find a way to let go of certain things, you know, because you end up feeling it over and over and over again. And if something happened five, 10 years ago, wherever the case may be, and you're still paying for it later on down the road, it's not sustainable. You know, we actually end up getting sick over our own thoughts. And, uh, you know, resentment is pretty much like drinking poison, right? And expecting the other person to die it's crazy. It really is. And it's a big, it's a big problem for people that are newly uh, getting sober, right? Because the thing with recovery is we get clean and and things might be going well, but the, the, the idea is we get our, we get our feelings back. That's one of the biggest gifts, right? You get your emotions back You get your feelings back. And it's a huge gift. Now, the bad part about that is we get our feelings back, right? It's a double edged sword. And for a lot of people, things end up getting brought up and they end up coming up that they haven't dealt with maybe ever, you know, and maybe, maybe five, 10 years or plus, uh, maybe ever that they they don't understand where they're coming from. And, um, you know, I can really speak on this from experience that like, because there were times in my sobriety too, like, like in the first year or so where, Uh, you know, I started getting angry and and, uh, started playing the victim role. You know what I mean? And uh, getting down on myself and not talking about it with people. And before I knew it, uh, I was and I ended up going back to the same old fucked up behaviors. You know what I mean? Doing the same things that I was doing when I was getting high, except I wasn't getting high. It was kind of like the last stop. That's what anger uh, can bring us to. You know, we kind of lose our emotional stability, our emotional control first, and what's going to end up happening is, for me, anger was a huge cue when I was getting high, so to, to, all right, now it's time to get high, you know what I mean, and so when I was starting to feel that in recovery and not handling it in the proper way, and being honest with people about it, and having some sort of pressure relief valve, where did my mind go? over time, it's just natural to, uh, to go to go back to our old ways. You know what I mean? It's funny how the mind works. Like, it recovery is a process, it takes time to really change the way that we think. But, it, but if we don't, eventually, our old cues will bring us back to our old behaviors, you know, and it's hard to see it in the moment, because our brain is very tricky you know, the way that we think it's very sneaky, it's very conniving, it's baffling, it's unbelievable. And before you know it, you're making a few stupid uh, uh, choices, and you you end up in a position that you really don't need to be in, you know, and, um, and so uh, this is a really important topic. And if you also break down the word, you know, resent, if you think about it, resent, resent resent back to who back to you. That's it. Nobody else. (laughs) You're just sending it back to yourself. Nobody else is feeling resentment, other than yourself. You know, and uh, we're the only one that ends up paying for it. And um, the idea here is is something that you, you you know, something that you really have to take from this is you can never let a person end up changing who you are. And some people are going to say, all right, dude, <laughs> you know, easier said than done. And I get it because, you know, I've had things happen in, in my life on, on, a, on a level where obviously we end up adapting certain belief systems and, and who we become is, is in large part to our environment and how we're brought up in our past experiences. But the reason why I say this is because when people change you, when people change who you are, they master you. That's your master in any situation. I don't care how bad it is. You know, the idea is if you go through an event, you go through something where one person, whether they're really close to you or or not, they end up changing you fundamentally in how you operate, how you think, how you treat other people moving forward. You just met your master. They fucking master you, and it's hard. It's it's not easy to let go of some things. And honestly, I mean, this topic alone might be pissing some people off, but there's a reason why I'm speaking on it. You know, recovery recovery is about really fundamentally changing who we are and how we operate, and and getting to a place of of peace. That's the only way that I know how to. Um, have sustainable long term recovery. You know what I mean? I got to feel like I'm in a place where I can live with myself. You know, I can be in a good place. And we can all get there. But I'm telling you right now, you ain't gonna get there by holding on to uh, these two big ones, you know, the anger and resentment, the AR. <laughs> no mistake, it's AR, right? That shit will kill you. <laughs> it's so um, this is a very important topic. You know what I mean. Um, and the thing is, like, like something I just want to jam home. It's like I, I don't care how justified you feel you are in holding your resentment, because a lot of times it's true, right? You might feel really justified and having having these feelings, holding this grudge. The problem is, is it's a it's a dumb game. It's a dumb game to hold on to this stuff. Now, you know, obviously, we naturally have feelings, right? We're human beings. We're not fucking, we're not robots. We're going to feel some stuff, especially when things happen to us that we don't feel like we deserve. Rightfully so. Totally understand. The problem is, is that if we don't find a way to properly handle these issues and work on ourselves, whether it be uh, therapy or journaling or praying and meditation, whatever it is that you believe in, I don't care if we don't find a way to to release this. It's only impacting us. That is it. And then it's impacting the way we view the world. It's impacting the way we treat other people. And it's it's it just doesn't it just doesn't pay. You know, it does not pay to, to live that way. And it's not sustainable some of you may know, um, if you've been in recovery before you've been around and you know, people that, um, are, are clean, right. Or they're dry. There's a term, right. And it's, um, it's called a dry drunk. And I, and I know people, you know, I know definitely met some people that were dry drunks. And what does that mean? It means that they're not drinking anymore, they're not getting high anymore, or whatever the case may be for them. But there's the same, but they're the same miserable person. And that sucks. Like that. That's like heartbreaking for me to see. And I'm not exaggerating like that is really difficult because I've been in that spot in very, you know, in short stints, you know what I mean? Like I've had a year, I've had a year or two, you know, consecutively of maybe not being in the, in the best mental space, no doubt about it. And, and I feel like everybody goes through these times where we can get in these mental traps of, of feeling anger and, and resentment. But when, when you go five, 10, 15 years, and, and you're dry, and you, uh, you can't get to a place of mental peace, I'll, you know, I, I can't. I can't imagine a future for myself staying sober in that way, you know, and a lot of people, unfortunately, and they end up going back out because they end up thinking what the hell am I getting, sober? what the hell did I get sober for? You know, I didn't get sober to be miserable and to be, uh, and to be feeling like this, like, what's the point? And that's the place where you can get to, you know? And, um, the, the thing was, is, for me, like anger was especially dangerous, because anger for me when I was a kid, and when I was younger, you know, even my teen years, it was intoxicating. You know, I, I actually liked, I enjoyed the feeling of anger, because I really didn't have to deal with the shit that was really going on. You know, the stuff that was really underneath the surface. Anger is just a cover emotion. You know what I'm saying? What I mean by that is, it's a cover emotion for fear. There's always something underneath the anger. The anger is something that gets you hot, it gets your blood boiling, but it's a secondary emotion. It's always fed by fear. And there's something that you're fearing, whether the way you're being treated or something that reminds you of, there's a fundamental base of fear. That is underneath that and it's really important to know that because if you have anger issues you need to get to the bottom of what it is that you're fearing you know and that's and that looks different for everybody but i know for myself that fear was a comfort place for me because it covered up the stuff that was really going on and i didn't have to deal with with my emotions meaning i could just get pissed and see red you know, and just kind of, it's almost like you can black out from just like getting into a, a really angry range range, <laughs> rage full um, spot, you know, and it's, it's just a losing formula. It's not, it's not a good way to go in recovery. You know what I mean? Um, it, You know, and it's resentment is a, it's a mental act of ignorance it's a mental act of ignorance. Because you're the only one who pays the price. You know, and um, it's just important to, to realize this and see this. A lot of people, uh, they can't, they can't envision letting something go with certain people. Because they think it's a weakness. They think, well, I didn't ask for this, you know, I I didn't deserve this. And that's true. It's all well, and it might be all well and good. And something may not have been your fault. But it is your responsibility to handle, you know, and that's just the game of life. You know, this it's hard to it's hard to accept that sometimes. But um, it's just the truth that we cannot fall victim to our own thoughts. And, And Diving into a pity party right as serious as some things may be because there's a saying and, and it's and I always enjoy it and it's uh if you say poor me long enough you end up pouring me another one meaning poor me poor me pour me another shot that's eventually where it leads to you know so it's something that we have to keep in mind that something something may not be your fault But it is your responsibility to fix fault and responsibility are not equal. They do not live on the same street. They don't live on the same block. They're two different entities. You know what I'm saying? You might not have caused something, but you may have to deal with it. And you may have to deal with it in a healthy way for your own good. You know, something I had to do, I had to, I had to forgive some people in my life you know, some people that were really close to me. And because uh, I didn't understand why certain things happened the way that they did, you know, and just to be, just to be transparent, because I, I got no I got no shame in my story. You know what I mean? But when my when my father passed when I was young, um, you know, I was I was like three years old when he passed. So but there were a lot of, you know, there were a lot of, of questions. He had a lot of addiction issues. You know what I'm saying? And he went, obviously, well before uh, he should have. And so as a young kid and growing up, I didn't understand. You know what I mean? I I turned it into a there must have been something wrong with me type of shit. And of course, like when you're a kid, I mean, you just don't, you, you know, you don't have any perspective. You don't have any idea how life works and and you just know what you know (laughs) which ain't much Um, and so i had a lot of anger and resentment about that and the crazy part is you know as i got older um one of the things that ironically ended up helping me out was the fact that you know i felt neglected i felt rejected all that stuff growing up you know what i mean and it played a big part into how i associated with with uh friends like what i what i looked for into um you know hanging out with the older crowd and and kind of looking for that you know i was looking for something you know what i mean and but i had a lot of built-up anger and it's really funny how life works you know what i'm saying because um, his addiction ended up driving him to he didn't die directly from addiction, but man, it was a, it was a big, it was a big force, you know? And so it's just really interesting how my life played out because I ended up becoming that, you know what I mean? Like I ended up becoming just like him. I had huge addiction problems, obviously, right? I mean, I, I have I have a podcast called The Sober Plug. <laughs> so, and I make videos on TikTok talking about uh, addiction. So this is clearly, this is my life work. So no surprises to you guys. But it's just very interesting how everything came full circle, because one of the things that really helped me um, get over my anger and resentment was the fact that I actually ended up connecting the doctor, I I ended up seeing myself in him, you know, um, or seeing um, him in myself, so to speak, you know, uh, however you want to put it. And I really never looked at it that way. I'll never forget. I remember um, I was getting I was in a, I was in a really bad place, obviously, and I was at my I was near my bottom. And you know, I, I wasn't necessarily suicidal, so to speak, but I, I just, I didn't have the will to live, you know, a little bit of a difference there. I didn't think I'd ever be able to actually take myself out, but I also just did not, I was just in a place where i man, if I left this, if I left this earth tomorrow, I I would be totally okay with it, you know? And I just remember thinking, damn, like, Is this how he felt? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I actually connected the dots like, holy shit, I can actually see it now, you know, Uh, and I kind of understood it a a lot, a lot better from a different perspective and, and in my own personal experience. And changing your perspective on something is so key. It really just depends on how we look at things in life. You know what I mean? And when you're dealing with some heavy stuff, maybe that you've been dealing with since you were a kid, you gotta find a way to change your perspective on it, to play that the, that mental gymnastics, you know, and changing your view on it. And the way that I looked at it now is like, I wouldn't have the life I have today if things didn't go down the way that they did. This is just one instance, right? This is just one circumstance I'm talking to you guys about, just so, um, you guys can maybe see where I'm going with this. But my life was so greatly impacted by addiction, not just not just in my own life, but from, you know, from the people who brought me in this world, right? From my mother and my father, it's all over my family. And so something that was such a huge weakness for me, and I thought it was going to define my life and fueled a lot of my anger. It ended up being the biggest blessing for me you know, and that didn't play out, obviously, until later. However, the truth of the matter is, is no matter what you're going through right now, whatever feelings you might have about something that is anger, uh, angering or something you resent, you also don't have the full story on it. You don't know how someday it can possibly serve you. You know, because a lot of times our biggest are the, the biggest, um, the things that cause the most pain, the biggest triggers for our pain end up being our biggest whys in life. And what I mean by why is our biggest, um, it could be the driver for our purpose. A lot of people get purpose out of their previous uh, suffering and pain. And it ends up being one of the biggest motivators for them and can simply change your life. A lot of people find their purpose in their pain. And that's a powerful statement. Something that ends up shaping you and molding you that you think is for the worse can actually end up shaping you for the for the better and actually being a source of contributing to the world. You know, I always um, so when I'm working with when I'm working with clients that are really dealing with some with some difficult things, it's my job to really change your perspective on it and how you how you maybe see it, you know, and um, I always say to someone, well, you know, who are you to say that this was an, a bad thing. And, and again, of course, in the moment, it, it could be a really terrible, traumatic thing that happens. But who's to say that five years down the line, when you're in a better place, and you work on yourself, maybe you end up saving somebody's life that's going through something similar. Maybe you're able to use your experiences to, to help better an individual or, or a group of people or inspire somebody, right? Everybody loves a comeback story. No matter how down and out you feel, no matter what your past looks like, everybody can relate or, or maybe not relate. But I shouldn't use that term. Maybe everybody wants to see the comeback. There's nothing better than a great comeback story, you know, and, uh, I mean, it makes the best story. Everybody, everybody wants to see the guy who gets knocked down, get the crappy out of him and then rises from the ashes, you know? And so this could be your, this could be a story for you. You know, I don't know. I don't know what everybody has their own past, but I'm telling you what, we can all have a bright future. But we have to work on these things. There's just no way around it because it ain't going anywhere. Your mind is with you forever. <laughs> so you have to take care of it. And the AR, I don't even like saying the words anymore. I've, I've used them too much, right? Because because when you say the words, it, it does, it, it invokes some type of uh, vision and feeling inside, you know? So, but... The idea is um, you cannot have them in your life and prosper at the same time. I just know this is just a fact, you know, just remember, it's like holding on to a burning coal and expecting it to burn somebody else. That's what resentment is. You know, so a couple different ways that you can let this go now that we've talked about it long enough, right? Of, 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 change your perspective and why it's important to let go is um, now certain ways to let go is is I have, I have a few things written down here for you guys. Um, one is prayer and meditation. Now, some of you might not believe in, in God, or, or anything like that. And that's okay. You know, I, I totally understand it. I'm not here to push any beliefs on you. However, there are many people that do believe in a higher power, do believe in a God. And so uh, th- that can be extremely beneficial, uh, praying for somebody. <laughs> now, is that easy? No, <laughs> of course it's not. It's like, do you know how much I hate this person? Or do you know, what, you know what this person did for me? And you want me to pray for them? There's no way. There's no shot. I, I know I used to say the same thing. And then I actually did it. It actually worked. It takes time, though. It's something you actually, it's a, it's a difficult discipline, you know, and you might not even mean it, it might be a half assed prayer, but it's something that can really, really, it's an energy conversion, you know, a prayer in itself, it's a pressure relief valve, you know, it's, it's releasing something that's in you. So. And it could really, it could really cleanse, it could really cleanse your soul, you know, however you want to look at it. Like I said, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be preachy to you guys. I'm not, I mean, I'm not a religious person by any means. Um, I do believe in something myself. I do. I do think that there's a God out there, a universe, whatever you want to call it. But I think something's out there and it's bigger than me, you know, and it's okay if I don't fully understand it. That's not my job. Um, And if you don't, like I said, that's fine. But meditation can be very beneficial too. meditation is huge. And I'm actually pissed that I didn't put that in my last, I, I realized I made a mistake at my last uh, episode, which was a good coping mechanism, but I couldn't believe I, I don't think I put meditation in there because it's so, so important. I'm going to, I'm going to go dive. Uh, I'm going to do deeper dives into meditation and just how beneficial it is and in, in different episodes. But meditation is huge. It's a game changer. And if you find the right formula for you, uh, what works for you is it might be different than than works what works for me. And that's okay. But man, is it important? You know, being able to sit and not ha- have thoughts. <laughs> it's really nice. Um, like I said, I'll, I'll dive into that more, but there's plenty of apps out there. There's plenty of techniques. There's many different ways to do it. Um, It's really, really helpful. Um, Another thing is, is, uh, you know, gratitude lists are always good. Writing gratitude lists when you're, you cannot be grateful and pissed at the same time. I'm going to say it again. You cannot be grateful and pissed off at the same time. So in order for you to get to a place where you really need to, you really need to change your mindset, really think about things that you're grateful for really dive in. What are some things in your life that you are so lucky for? I don't care how down and out you feel like you are. Everybody can feel like they've got something to be grateful for. Big or small. You know, just the fact that the sun's out today. Uh, just the fact that I have family. You know, what would I do without clean water that you know, like, listen, you can really, really make it basic. The fact that I don't have to, that I'm not in Uh, some you know third world country where I have to walk four miles to get clean water which isn't even really clean the fact that I don't have to do that is amazing (laughs) like seriously make it really basic stuff that we don't even think about you know you can get grateful for anything and it's a really great way to put yourself in a different place the third thing is and this is very specific is writing a letter to the people that you resent or that you have past past troubles with and forgiving them, not for them, but for you. I'm going to say it again. We forgive people not for them. It's for us. It's for you. You have to stop replaying things that happened years ago months ago, weeks ago, whatever the case may be. Because the longer that you replay that over and over again, the worse you actually make it out to be. And the more you feel it over and over again, like remember, how I started this off, the, the meaning of, of resentment. You know, it's a French word, resentir, which means to refeel over and over again. So the only way to really move on is to forgive the people that ended up doing really hurtful things. And also taking a look at maybe the things that we played into it. Because we always play a part. Well, I shouldn't say that. In some circumstances, maybe maybe that's not the case. You know, when you're, when you're a kid or, or, you know, there are definitely some circumstances where it's not your fault. So I don't even want to go there. But a lot of times we do end up playing a part. And a lot of things that we end up having resentments over we were, you know, we were half the problem. And people treated us a certain way, probably because the way that we treated them beforehand as well. And that's something we got to look at. Like, am I even looking at this in the right way? What was my part? What side of the street? You know, did I clean my side of the street? And, uh, and I'll dive into this a little bit deeper in a different way on another episode. But you know, we end up reaping what we saw a lot of times. Let's not forget, we were not angels out there. (laughs) Remember, we're talking about recovery and addiction here. I'll speak for myself. I did a lot of grimy shit. I did a lot of things I wasn't proud of. And I needed to see that I played a part in a lot of things too. You know, that's important. We got to be honest with ourselves. For real. You got to be really honest. Recovery is not an easy, you know, no one said it was going to be easy. I'm just telling you it's going to be worth it but we got to be honest. And so um, you know, writing a letter can be very beneficial. I actually did that I did this exercise, I wrote a letter. Um, and it was really, you know, it was really freeing. So that might be a, a route that you can go. And obviously, you know, a fourth thing is is therapy. <laughs> you know, I mean, listen, you got to be able to connect with a good therapist. And if you have access to it, by all means, I mean, Some people really got to work on their, their inner child, their younger self. No doubt about it, you know, because, um, what else is there to do, right? Don't let your, don't let your ego get in the way of becoming your best self. Meaning don't resist seeking help so you can have a different perspective of life and move on. Because a lot of people need to do that. Hell, I know I did. Holy crap! My mom put me in. (laughs) My my mom put me in so many different, um, you know, with so many different therapists and so many different um, people that I talked to throughout the years. I mean, it was crazy. I I mean, since I was probably like, I don't know. I mean, she's five, six years old probably was when, was when I started going to therapy. And of course, I didn't stick it all the way out. But but all the way through my young adulthood, but man, I probably saw like five or six different therapists, maybe more, I don't even know. Um. And, uh, and it's important, you know what I mean? And uh, it's important to trust them and to connect with them. So, um, you know, just just remember, it's like, Listen, you, you block your own miracles by holding on to resentment. Miracles happen when you start to let the, let the gates down a little bit and, and become our best selves. Remember what I said before? It's like if somebody changes who you are fundamentally and how you operate in this world, how we see the world, how we treat others, they mastered you, man. That's not how it's supposed to go down. And I'm also not saying, let, let me make something clear too, is just because you need to forgive people or move on in a healthy way, it does not mean that we become a doormat for people and that we're supposed to continue to love or, or keep people in our lives that make fucked up decisions towards us. That's not what I'm saying. We obviously need to keep our distance to people that are toxic to us of course, you know, and I would never say, Hey, you know, forgive this person. And, uh, and, uh, and, and keep allowing them to screw you over. You know, because there comes there comes a time where we need to make decisions, the best decisions for ourselves. Nobody's going to treat you how you don't, you know, we only get treated the way that we invite people to treat us. Meaning, if someone treats you, The same way over and over again and we continue to have them in our lives guess what it's foolish so i'm not so i'm not saying to continue to take certain behaviors and uh from people because that i don't agree with whatsoever we don't get sober to become doormats but what i am saying is sometimes you can you can distance yourself and also forgive too you know and that has to be the case for a lot of people. And that's okay. Um, so, you know, that that's pretty much what I'm going to leave you with. I think I touched on enough. And um, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, uh, hopefully you're not ready to, uh, you know, say, fuck this guy. <laughs> Screw this over plug podcast. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to talk about things that are, going to uh, stir you in the wrong way. But but at the same time, man, regard, recovery is not uh, for the faint of heart is not for the weak, It takes strength. And these are the things that we got to touch on and think about and, and deal with in a, in a responsible adult way. We cannot let our emotions end up dictating what what we do with our lives. We need to be look at it this way when I would get really pissed off when I was younger, when I was immature, I was basically a thermometer. Meaning the world, the the way that I was going to go, the way nature said I was going to go. Meaning if the sun was out and it was a hot day, my thermometer would go up, up, up. You know, I would get hot depending on how the outside world was acting towards me, you know, the idea is you don't want to be the, you don't want to be the thermometer. You don't want to react to the outside world. You want to be the thermostat. That's what we're aiming to be here. You want to control, you want to determine no matter how freaking hot it is outside or no matter how cold it is outside, you need to have an internal thermostat where you decide, you to determine, you get to determine what your core temperature is. Not, not nature, not outside forces, because the world's going to be what it's going to be. But we need to remain emotionally stable. And we need to find ways that we're comfortable with. Because if not, if we don't have that thermostat, and that thermostat is broken, and I'm going to end up reacting to the way that the weather is and how the outside world is, I'm in trouble, because I have no longer I, I no longer control my destiny. I have given the power to outside forces, and I can't live my life that way. I can only determine how um, my actions and my attitude and behavior, and that's the thermostat. You know, that's my thermostat. I need to operate at a certain a certain temperature. I don't want to get too high. I don't want to get too cold. You know, I, I want to be, I want to be balanced. That takes time, but, but it's worth it. It's a must. So that's what I got for today. I hope you guys, hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And um, I hope uh, everybody has a has a great day and I will, uh, I will see you on the next one.